All right. Are you ready for the word of the Lord this morning? You're ready. I'm going to begin a series this morning entitled Charged. And that word charge, of course, can mean several different things from Webster's Dictionary. Uh, charge means to be, to, you know, to load with something or it can mean to add an electrical charge as to a, a battery, you know, to charge your battery. It can also mean to give a duty or to give a command or to be commissioned, you know, so I charge you to do or to go, etc. It's also defined as the amount of chemical energy that's stored in a battery. What we're, uh, in this particular series, we're going to be looking at it from a, a primarily two different ways. This morning is the idea of being charged, you know, having, uh, uh, having that electrical charge added to our batteries, having that spiritual charge added to our spirits, and, you know, making sure that our, that our spiritual lives are, are built up and that we are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit to be witnesses as he has uh, commissioned us to do so. But primarily today we're talking about the, the being charged. Next Sunday morning, we have a, a guest speaker, and I want you to make sure you're here and bring some people with you. Uh, Lindsay Lotzball, her husband Chris ministered while we were on sabbatical. His wife Lindsay's going to be here next Sunday morning teaching along the lines of, uh, of the commission, but primarily just really identifying the culture, the timeline that we're living in today, then also putting, uh, equipping us with some, with some uh, tools to how we can reach today's culture. You know, so we need to recognize and realize that we're called to reach this generation and, then, and also the next generation coming up, but sometimes it's really hard to reach people if you don't identify what they're thinking and what they're believing. And so we're gonna, uh, that's going to be next Sunday. So I, I believe that uh, today, next week with Lindsay, then the following Sunday, I'm going to do it. It's going to be along the lines of being charged, but that just, we are charged with a duty to tell. And so, I'm going to put myself out there and tell you that I believe that these next couple of weeks are going to be uh, really key in the direction and the effectiveness of Grace Church doing its part that God has laid upon us to do in reaching the next generation and making the impact on the culture right here in our community that God has called us to, uh, to be doing. I think it's been building to that for some time and uh, Chad mentioned to it also, you know, the stage has been set and we just uh, really have a sense that the Holy Spirit is at work and as we keep surrendering our hearts to him and, and uh, allow the Holy Spirit to develop a, a real passion for the lost and wisdom, gracing us with wisdom to reach those that have not yet been reached right here in our own communities as well as throughout the world. It's going to be an exciting time. God has great things in store for us. I grew up in a farming community. I was a hired servant to the farm. My parents, did, we did not live on a big farm ourselves, but uh, we were the... Uh, we were the go-to people. Like our phone would ring in the mornings and it'd be farmer over here would be calling saying, can I have two of your boys? And another farmer would call, can I have the next two? <laughs> you, know, it, you know, so every day I was on a farm somewhere doing something. And, and it was always, a, it, it, it became very exciting and very busy and very active at harvest time. And so uh, I believe we're heading into harvest time and we need to go ahead and experience the energy and the excitement and make sure that we're equipped to, to bring in the harvest that God has prepared. So, so we are charged and ready to go. Amen. Open your Bibles, if you would, to Acts chapter 1. 
And we'll begin with Acts chapter 1. I'll begin reading at uh, verse 4, I believe it is. Verse 4 through 8. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So that's his main emphasis, that wait until you receive the promise, receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Of course, just like we do today, they got distracted and they asked a question that wasn't really relevant to what he was talking about, but they did it anyway. He says, therefore, when, when uh, they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but, back to what I was talking about, but you shall receive power. Now, the word power, from, it's, it's the word dunamis from the Greek language, and it really means supernatural power, supernatural power. So you shall receive power, supernatural power, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And the reason for this power, you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. So the uh, promise of the Father is the Holy Spirit, and he's saying you're going to receive him, and when you do receive him, you're going to receive power to be witnesses, to be witnesses. I, I like the, just a little play on words there. I like the fact that he says to be witnesses, and it doesn't say to do witnessing. And the reason that the difference there is many people are not charged up, they're not, not filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, and they try to do witnessing, and it makes more of a mess than it does good. <laughs> End up condemning people or confusing people and so forth. But you know, I believe that if we follow the commands of Scripture and we make sure that we're in tune with what God has in store for us and we are, we are filled with the, and, and have received the Holy Spirit of God, that we receive that supernatural power to be a witness. In other words, when, you have the, when you're filled with the fullness of the Spirit, you are a witness. You are a witness. You are the light of the world. People say, well, I thought Jesus is the light of the world. Well, he is, but he lives in you. He lives in you. And so when we're charged, we are being witnesses, being witnesses. In the culture today, you know, there's a whole new awareness of, of uh, power levels. I don't know if you noticed it or not. I think you probably have, but, uh, you know, we have our cell phones, we have our laptops, we have all types of other devices. We have all types of uh, power tools today that are, that are battery powered. And I've, I've, I've experienced the evolution of going from uh, electrical cords and power tools to the, to the battery powered tools. And when battery powered tools first came out, the batteries were so huge, you could, hardly, you could hardly lift the tool itself. But just the evolution of it and the technology of it and, and the power that's packed into some of those batteries and power tools today, and even the, the power that's in your devices, in your, even even in your phone. You know, a big thing about phones when people are out shopping for phones, one of the key things they're concerned about uh, with your phone and your, and, and your, your laptops, one of the, and, and one of the promotional features is the battery, the battery life. You know, so I want to know if I buy this cell phone or I buy this computer, will the battery last me the course of a full day? 
Notice, can I expect to have battery life the entire day? So we have a much greater consciousness today in, in, is the battery charged? Matter of fact, I was thinking about this and I was preparing this and I thought, I can honestly tell you, I think I've re- we have received more phone calls here to the church of people inquiring, hey, we rented the gym last night or we were at an event at your church and uh, I think I left my charger there. I have more phone calls of people following up on the charger to their device than I do people saying, hey, we were at your service yesterday and I left my Bible there. You know, people leave and, leave, you know, let your Bibles out. No big deal. I'll get it next Easter when I show up again. <laughs> but, boy, God forbid you let your chargers. Like, hey, I need to call, and I need to get someone over there to the church. I need my charger. I, mean, I need my charger, you know. Our, our, our Tyler and Megan are both college students right now, and sometimes when they're home, it's not on, a few times it's happened where they got everything together and they're leaving to go back to campus and then they're a few blocks away and, and then uh, either we have to call them or they call us and say, oh, forgot my charger, forgot my charger. <laughs> you know, so, so there's a real consciousness of, of, of uh, being charged or making sure that we have the, uh, have the charger to charge our devices. And so we have a real consciousness of that on your, on your phone or on your computer when that 20% level warning comes up and it kicks into, it, it kicks into con, uh, conserve mode. You say, oh, no, I just, hope it just, I, I just hope I can finish this before it dies out. But yet in our spiritual life, it seems like we just function on conserve mode and we just like shut everything down, just shut everything down that we can and just make it sure that we can get through on that 20% mode. And so I really think we have some priority shifts to make, and we need to be as excited about being charged up in our hearts, in our spirits, being filled with the Holy Spirit of God as as we are with uh, making sure that our phones are charged or that our tools are charged and and that, 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 that we're ready to go. You know, it seems like, you know, in life at one moment we're charged, we're ready to go, we're, we're flying high, we just came out of a great worship service and a, and a great word, and man, we're, we're built up and we're soaring through the day and our walk with God is good, and a, a day or two or three later we're down in the valley, we're feeling empty, we're feeling lifeless, we're feeling drained, and we're not quite sure what happened. What happened? Why am I just up in the mountaintop one moment and then down in the valley the next moment, feeling charged one moment and completely drained and exasperated the next moment? You know, what happened? Well, basically what happens is we, we fail to recharge our spiritual batteries. We just think we get charged once and then that's good. We're, we're, we're good to go. But in Ephesians chapter 5, I believe it's in verse 18, it tells us that we're not to be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, as it, it fades away, but we are to be filled with the Spirit. And the original language in that, in that particular verse is that it, it really reads, the be being filled. Don't be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be being filled with the Holy Spirit. Notice, continually be filled with the Holy Spirit. Continually keep yourself charged up. So what happens, you know, when, when we're feeling drained, you know, what happened? You know, we're living for God one moment and, and uh, you know, feeling drained the next moment. Well, there's a few things that we need to be aware of. You know, first of all, Jesus warned us in, in John 16 and verse 33. He told us to be of good cheer. He said, but uh, in this world, you're going to have tribulation, meaning in this world, you're going to have some tests and some trials. 
but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So we need to know that uh, there, are, there are tests and trials. You know, they even, you know, just think about, again, back to your device, when I keep making these analogies, when you go back to your device, why do you charge your phone? Why do you charge your computer battery? Why, 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 why is it charged? So it works, so, you, so it's functional, so you can use it as a tool, correct? That's why you do it, with the same reason, you know, that's, but you don't, you don't expect you don't expect the battery to be charged forever and ever without ever recharging it. You know, you just, you, you know that. That's why there's such a conscious about the charger. Hey, 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 did you find my charger? Hey, I left my charger. Hey, can I borrow your charger? Wouldn't it be nice if in the kingdom of God, say, hey, I lost my Bible, can I borrow yours? Hey, let's pray together. And hey, I'm feeling drained. Let's get, let's get ourselves charged up again. So living for God. Living for God, as Jesus said, in this world there's going to be trials, there's going to be temptations, but be of good cheer of overcome the world. But we need to just recognize just some practical information that we are living for God in a hostile environment. Notice everything about living in this world is a drain on the charge of our spiritual batteries. Walking in love as God demonstrated for us and commanded us to walk in love as he walked in love. I don't know if you want to admit it or not, but I'll be the first to admit it. That can be a piece of work. That can drain your batteries. I mean, that, that, that can, you know, you talk about conserve mode. It's not going to work on conserve mode. You better be charged full. You better have a full charge in order to walk in love towards every circumstance that comes against you in relational situations. We have, to be, we have to be on the top of our game. We need to be charged up in order to be responding in the love of God and, and, and to be functioning in the love of God. And so recognize that, 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 that it is life. We're living in, we're living in hostile territory and a hostile environment. And so there's a million reasons for feeling drained. And if, you, if that's not enough, there's a million and one if you want them. <laughs> but there's just so many reasons for, for, you know, for drain. You know, there's anxiety, there's fear, there's, there's, there's the real world that we live in, and all of it, you know, navigating all of it is a drain on our batteries. So it should not surprise us when we're instructed, when Jesus said, don't try this. Don't even leave the safety of Jerusalem. Don't even leave your small group here. Don't even leave this safe environment. Don't even think about going out there to be a witness. Don't even think about doing kingdom work without first receiving the fullness of the power of the Holy Spirit. Make sure your batteries are charged. Make sure that they're charged and that they're charged full. There's anxiety. Jesus instructed us that we are not to worry, uh, that, you know, it, it does not add anything to our lives, that, that it's, not, it's not anything that's beneficial, but rather it just drains from us. And so really want to encourage you to recognize that uh, uh, to become intentional is what I'm trying to say, that we need to become intentional about refusing to allow our batteries to run low on the 20% conserve mode. That's not good enough. That's not good enough. You know, it's still functioning, right? But it's not functioning very well, and it's not going to get you to where you need to be, and it's not very bright, and so we want to let our lights shine. So refuse that 20% conserve mode and be intentional about shutting down 
anything that you need to shut down and to overcome whatever it is that you need to overcome that's draining the batteries. For example, I don't, I don't have my phone with me, but if I open up my phone and I go to settings, there's a setting in there for battery and I can open up the battery thing and it, it tells me, uh, it, it'll tell me if there's certain apps that are putting extra drain on my battery and I can push a correct button. And when I push the correct button, it'll take care of those open apps. Something's open in the background. I didn't realize it was open, but many times it may be the weather channel or maps or on, on my phone, I can log into the security system here at church. And sometimes I'll log into the security system. And then if I don't log out properly, even though the phone's turned off, you know, it, it, it's still monitoring the security here at church, and even though I'm not looking at it. But when I check my phone, what's causing my battery to drain so quickly? quickly, I realized that, well, the security cameras are on, the weather channel's open, and this is open, and that's open, and have all this stuff open in the background. It's really not helping me anything. I'm not conscious that it's open, but it's draining. Now, applying that to your life, what's running in the background? What's churning on the inside that I can't see, that you can't see? that no one else knows about, but it's churning in there, and it is sapping your energy. I mean, your battery's not even lasting a quarter of the amount of time it's supposed to last. I mean, you're barely going to get home from church, and you're just going to like, oh, I've, I'm so done with this. I'm so frustrated. I'm so confused. I'm so whatever. You know, what's going on? Well, open up your applications. Here's my life, Lord. Speak what is true. You know, I open up my phone and I check the apps and I check all the batteries saving things. You know, it, it doesn't lie. It's not lying to me. It's not trying to deceive me. So, but if you, and if you open up your heart to God and say, okay, what's going on? What's going on? And I even submit to you that you probably don't really need to ask God what's going on. You know what's going on. You know what's churning on the inside. And you have too many systems trying to run simultaneously and it's just killing your battery. And it's frustrating you. It's frustrating you. Say, what's going on? Well, find out what's going on. Find out what's going on. Admit what's going on, and then deal with it. Shut it down. Close it. Close it. There's a, I think I have it with me here. Maybe I don't. Here I have it. I don't know if you ever heard of this man or not. He has written a couple Christian books. And Joel, Joel Malm, the last name is M-A-L-M. But he was speaking at a, or he was attending a conference, and the one night he was in the conference, and the conference speaker was speaking, and, and one of those amber alerts went out. You know what happens if, you know, if an alert went out right down this area? <laughs> you'd, have, you'd have phones going off everywhere trying to alert people what's going on. And he found it frustrating. He felt sorry for the speaker because it took him quite a few minutes to try to get the people back into, you know, to, to hook up again with what he was communicating. And the next day, Joel was speaking at this conference, and the same alarm went off again. And then he lost the attention of the people. And it got him thinking about, you know, all the different alarms in life and he wrote this particular blog and said, it got me thinking that not every crisis needs to be your crisis. He said, this may sound really uncaring, but please hear me out. 
And what he's, what he's claiming here is that, that we have access to far more crises than we were created to handle. Our phones can inform us of all sorts of drama around the world that for thousands of years we wouldn't have known about until long after the fact, but now we know it within seconds. We know about an infinite number of diseases and freak accidents that could potentially happen to us, though chances are one in a billion, but now we're worried about them. In the past, we would never have known about them. All this knowledge about things that we don't need to know about leads to anxiety. And he's saying our bodies aren't made to handle the physiological effects, effects of such anxiety. The chemicals that are released in your body when you feel anxiety and fear can wreak havoc on you when, you're constantly, when they are constantly flowing. Anxiety-based disorders are on the rise around the world. So he says, don't get me wrong. You know, I'm, I'm not a caveman. He said, but uh, knowledge is power, and it's important to pray for people in those situations that we know about. And here's what he said he, he started doing. He said, I've checked the headlines once a day at noon, but I've turned off all alerts from my apps. I've refused to let every crisis invade my life whenever it wants through my phone. I choose to learn about crises that are out of my control on my terms. It helps me stay at peace. And then he's making this suggestion, and I heartily agree. He says, we need to get intentional about refusing to allow technology to steal our peace. That may mean turning off all alerts on your phone. It may mean voluntarily limiting your access to the news. Set a specific time for when you'll get the news. Get it all at once on your terms and then pray about it. But you don't need, you don't need a constant stream of fear and anxiety flooding your life. Choose to live in peace. Be informed, be compassionate, but refuse to let your access to all these crises out there steal your peace. Instead, let God's peace reign in your hearts and minds. Then he quotes Matthew 6, 34, Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And so I think we have a, you know, there's a lot of just practical steps we can take to shut things down that, you know, just, again, just having way, way too much information. There's a scripture in a, a Thessalonians. I don't have it written down here, but I'm going to find it because I really think I want to share it with you right now. But it talks about studying, which means you have to purposely do this to apply yourself to it. It's in First uh, Thessalonians chapter 4. Verse 11, it's talking about the brotherly and orderly life. Talking about living a brotherly and orderly life. And in verse 11, it says that you also aspire to lead a quiet life. You aspire to lead a quiet life to mind your own business. To work with your own hands as we commanded you, that you may walk properly towards those who are outside and that you may not, that, that you may lack nothing. But did you know verse 11's in there? The King James says, study to be quiet, to mind your own business. The New King James says, aspire to lead a quiet life. Everyone say, a quiet life. Isn't just a quietness 
and peacefulness are synonymous, are they not? Quiet. And ask yourself, do I really need to know everything that I know? Do I need to hear everything that I'm hearing? Do I need to know so many things about so many people that I will never see? I don't really know them other than through artificial intelligence and I'm tracking their lives, they're tracking my lives, and I'm concerned about them, and I'm concerned about, I'm concerned about their niece and their nephew, who I don't know, probably will never know, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm up on all these things, and I, I'm concerned about this, and I'm concerned about that, and I have this alert, and I have this post, and I have this blog, and I'm getting all this information. Again, I'm not suggesting we stick our heads in the sand and just be ignorant of what's going on around us, but we have some control of how we get information. And I love what uh, Joel is saying here. He said he decided that once a day he's going to check the news. And you think about that. If you check the news once a day, you're going to have a scope about, about what's going on. The rest of the day, they're just talking about what's going on. And we don't need to be draining our batteries with all the stuff that's going on whether it be from a political standpoint or whether it be through relational standpoints, we don't need that much activity going on all the time and then be wondering why is our battery not lasting? I'm going to take this device back. This, you know, I like the device, but the battery has no life to it. I just I need to get an upgrade. Well, again, I don't have my phone with me, but I think it's not all that different from most of your phones. But I have this little, on the side of my phone, there's this little push button thing. And I found that if I press that and hold that just for a little bit, the phone will go off. It goes off. Did you know that? It's called an off button. Turn it on when you want something. You get the point, right? Don't allow all this open-ended stuff, all this information that's going on whether it be through the technology world or through the spiritual world, there's too much information taking place and it's draining our batteries. We are not focused. We don't have those Salem moments where we are quiet when we can hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. The voice of the Holy Spirit should be far more familiar to us than the voice of CNN or Fox News or your favorite media channels, whatever they may be. The voice of the Holy Spirit should be much more familiar and comfortable to us. So what are some things we can do to stop draining our batteries? What's some things we can do to build it up? Well, we already gave you one. I've mentioned it earlier. First of all, I'm going to give you several Bible verses for you to meditate on and and to start incorporating into your life. But Ephesians 5.18, do not be drunk with wine, but be being filled. Now, your Bible just says be filled with the Holy Spirit. But again, from the original language, it could be translated accurately. Be being filled is a present tense continuum. Be being filled. Then in the book of Jude, that little one-page book right before the book of Revelation, the book of Jude in verse 20, building yourselves up, building yourselves up, or charging yourselves, charging yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. So be filled with the Holy Spirit. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Then in Matthew chapter 28, verses uh, 
excuse me, Matthew 11, verse 28 through 30, where Jesus is inviting people. He says, come to me, you who are weary and heavy laden. Come to me. Come to me. And what will he do? I will give you rest. I will give you rest. The next verse, 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Does this sound draining? But yet so many times religion is draining. It can, it can, come, it can be presented as something that's so laborious and so heavy and, and, and so draining. But Jesus is saying, come to me, you who are weary and heavy laden. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll give you rest. Yoke up with me. Be hooked up with me. Be plugged into me. Allow me to charge you up. Let's work this together. Yoke up means connect. Be, to, yoke, to be yoked up means you're connected with Jesus. So be connected. Then verse 30. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Burden is easy. The yoke is light. So hook up with Jesus. Come to these places of rest and put your devices down if you need, unless you're using it to read the Bible, you know, which I'm sure you're doing. You're not playing any of those candy games or whatever they're called. You know, you're, 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 <laughs> you're, you're, reading, you're reading the word on your, on your device. 1 Peter 3, verse 15. Candy Crush, I know what it is. Never played it, don't know how to play it, but I heard about it. Probably never will play it. <laughs> so First uh, Peter 3.15 encourages us to always be ready. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Notice you, you, when you are a witness, when you're filled with the Spirit and you are a witness, people sense the hope that is in you. There's a charge in you. There's an optimism. There's, there's, you're, you're believing something. You're hoping something. You're, you're, you're not a downer. You're not draining people. People like to be around you. They're attracted to you and say, what is the reason? for the hope that you have. He's telling you, always be ready. Always be ready. And what I'm gleaning from that is always have your batteries charged. Don't allow yourself to start the day in the 20% conserve mode. You know, you wake up in the morning and you say, oh man, I'm feeling lousy. I'm feeling lousy. I'm just going to have to muddle through this day. Don't go, don't go just through the day. Get yourself charged up. Get yourself built up and, and and keep going. And throughout the day, you know, when you're, when you're busy, when you're traveling, you're going through airport terminals, they have these uh, charging stations. And they have them in different public places where a lot of people are, but charging stations. And it's not uncommon. You see people all huddled around and their, their phone's hooked up to the charging station. Or they're sitting in the concourse hallway someplace where, where they can find a receptacle. I remember the last time I traveled, I was looking for a receptacle and I thought I found one and went over and, and it was a, Looked like a receptacle. It was a decal of a receptacle someone put on the wall. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> well, that didn't work. <laughs> no, no charge coming from that one. So you don't want to be a decal. You don't want to look like something, but you want to be the thing. So always be ready. You know, always have your batteries charged. Always be filled with the Spirit. So, Father, I thank you this morning for the infilling of the Holy Spirit. I thank you, Lord, that we are admonished in your word to, to not be filled with wine, 
which brings a false sense of, of uh, hope and joy. But Lord God, it, it, it dissipates. But we are to be filled, be being filled, that ad infinitum, Lord, it's, just, it's a constant. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, we, we stay hooked up with you. We come to you, Father God, and we purpose to learn of your ways. And Lord, to do things, and we learn from you, Father, and what we do see in the word is that you never did anything that the Father didn't tell you to do or he didn't show you to do, and you didn't do it on your own. You did it because the Father God anointed you with the Holy Spirit and with power, and you went about doing good. So thank you, Father God, for that same Holy Spirit power present in our lives today as we purpose to be yoked up with you and to be plugged into you, Father, for lack of a better term, that we're plugged in, we're being charged, and we're always ready in Jesus' name, name above all names. I'm going to invite you to stand up. I just want you to open up your hearts and receive. There's the fresh charge of the Holy Spirit. And if it's not a fresh charge for you, because you say, well, I never even received the Holy Spirit, it can be, a, it can be the first charge for you. But there, the Bible's, we don't have time to get into it today, but it's very, very clear in the Word of God. And in a, from a doctrinal standpoint, it's what we believe here at the church is that it's a subsequent experience to the uh, new birth. You receive the Holy Spirit when you're born again, but you also receive the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we see it throughout Scripture where they found disciples and they prayed for them and they received the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, don't leave Jerusalem until you receive the Holy Spirit. So why don't you open up your hearts right now. I'm going to pray, and wherever you are at with God, if it's the first time you're receiving the Holy Spirit, you say, I, I have received the Holy Spirit, that's fine. Receive a fresh charge right now in Jesus' name. Are you ready? Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you today for the opportunity to come to you and to ask of you for a fresh anointing of the Holy Spirit of God. Come to me, fill me to the full and overflowing. I will pray in your spirit and build up my faith in Jesus' name. I will stay, remain charged to the full, always ready to give a defense for the hope that I have in Jesus' name. I will not continue to function on 20% mode. That's unacceptable. I will get charged up. I will get built up. And I will go out and be a witness unto you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for filling me to the full and overflowing the fullness of your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Practice, practice, practice. Pray in the Holy Spirit. If you haven't, you say, well, I don't know if I, I don't know what I've been, you know, I haven't done that or I don't do it much. Do it. Do it a lot. As much as you need to keep yourself built up and get into the word of God and pray.